Welcome to another Digital Marketing Answered video. And I'm uh, very pleased to have the Right Honourable Jeremy Hunt, MP for South West Surrey and Chancellor of the Exchequer with me today. So thank you for coming on. Hi Tim, pleasure to be here. Thank you very much. So um, we're going to be talking about uh, marketing and we're going to be talking about AI. But just to start with Jeremy, um, Southwest Surrey as an area has got a, a large concentration of marketing and creative businesses. What, make, what do you think makes the area so appealing to those kind of businesses? Well, it's a beautiful area um, and people want to live here and very few people who come to Southwest Surrey end up leaving. And uh, I grew up in the area, I know it very well, so I, um, I'm not surprised that people want to live here. Um, but I think it's got a couple of other things uh, that are really um, big, big uh, draws. The first is that it's very close to London. Um, and so it's just very easy for people to get into London for a meeting, come down again. Um, but secondly, um, because, uh, you know, unlike in the centre of London, you can have a home with a garden, um, <laughs> it's kind of a perfect working from home area yeah. as well. And in the digital industries, a lot of people want to do big chunks of their work from home. Yeah. Um, obviously, that changed or that was uh, accelerated by the pandemic. Yes. But um, I, I remember thinking in the pandemic, if we're going to move to a working from home society, this is the place everyone is going to yeah. want to live. It's so fantastic here. Yeah. And do you, do you think that that's going to end up changing like the, the mix of companies that are based in Southwest Surrey? I think we will get a lot of companies like you that have a, um, a relatively small office and a much bigger footprint of people who live further afield. And... Um, it's, it's not a cheap area, but yeah. if you want to hire a small office um, where you're going to base an operation where you could be employing people in India and South Africa as well as Guildford and Dorking, yes. um, it, it's affordable at that yeah. level and that's why I think it's got a lot going for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you touched on actually the international aspect and as we've been speaking about um, earlier on today, we work with a lot of clients um, overseas and... Um, you know, marketing is part of that service export. We're, you know, we're exporting innovation visual services out to um, other countries. What do you think makes the UK really good at exporting services like marketing to other parts of the world? Well, London is the marketing agency capital of the world, um, and the UK is the world's second largest services exporter. So it's always been a great strength for the UK. Um, I think. The reason is because we are very, very creative and uh, we've always had tremendous creative strengths. Uh, you know, go back 50 years and you had British um, actors and actresses uh, making an enormous splash in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, and you can look at the world's biggest advertising, PR, marketing agencies. A lot of them over the years have been British. Yes. Um, and London has always been a hub for creativity. I think that spills over... Yeah. to Surrey and and we've now become a hub for AI and the tech industry yeah um, in the last decade we've built up a tech industry that is double the size of Germany's three times the size of France yeah and that's going to be the next big big thing for yeah. the UK economy yeah well I mean you you bring up the AI thing there's no conversation in marketing at the moment that doesn't include a mention of generative AI um, what do you think do you think that generative AI is a threat or an opportunity for the UK? 
Well, um, for the UK, it's a huge opportunity because we have more than double the number of AI companies of any other European country. In fact, globally, um, I met Elon Musk last week yeah. when he was over here for the AI Safety Summit, which Rishi Sunak organized. And he said that London and San Francisco are the two global hubs for AI. Wow. Um, so there is a huge opportunity for the UK to be right in the front line yeah. when it comes to AI. Of course, we need guardrails. I yes. mean, what you can do with AI is you can, you can tell, you know, ChatGPT, you know, give me a code to make a um, contacts management system, and it will just give you the code in, in a few seconds. Yeah. Um, but if we're going to make sure this is an overwhelmingly positive force for good yeah. for mankind, which I think it can be, yeah. we've got to make sure we've got guardrails when it comes to the safety yeah. of AI systems, particularly open source AI, yeah. so that you know we can answer the question, how are you going to stop the bad guys doing bad yeah. things with this incredible technology? Yeah, I, know, I think that's really important. And obviously, we've got to have those um, protections in place. We've talked um, to some of the team today about how they're utilizing AI um, in, a, in a safe and effective manner in terms of uh, driving the efficiency for innovation visual, but also driving benefits for our clients. But in terms of, in general, what do you think are the key things that businesses need to do to actually embrace AI positively at this point? Well, I think the first thing is, um, you know, uh, I think it was Aristotle who said, uh, the problem is not aiming too high and missing, but aiming too low and hitting. Uh, we all need to aim high when it comes to AI and recognize the, the fundamental extraordinary transformation that it is going to bring to pretty much everything we do. And so um, the businesses that succeed are the people who don't get stuck in a rut of business as usual, yeah. but actually open their minds to how everything they do could yeah. be completely transformed. And uh, so I think that's the first thing we should really aim high yeah um we should remember as in every area of business there's always benefits to being a first mover yeah um so you need to get there quickly and i think you know one of the things that we need to recognize is um is the way business is becoming very distributed and right. so you can be a business which um, employs only one or two people but has an enormous turnover because you're employing lots of other people using technology and, and AI can help make yeah. that happen. So I think it's, uh, you know, it's 80% it's yeah. good. Yeah. 20% we need to keep an eye on the safety of the changes that yeah. we're, we're about to see unleashed. Yeah. And so what you were saying about companies having to aim high, get, try and get first mover advantage, is that why you did the strategy of the tax breaks for, for AI and, and how do companies really access, you know, being able to get those tax breaks that you bought in as Chancellor? Well, we have um, some of the most generous tax breaks in the world for companies where a high proportion of their work is research and development. And the reason for that is that very often if you're doing groundbreaking research, it will take a while before you make a profit. Yeah. And we want people to uh, have confidence that, uh, you know, that they can carry on 
uh, doing something that might be loss making, but totally transformative and, and yeah. ultimately a very strong business. So, yeah. so we'll always support our technology industry. Um, yeah. It's one of our biggest national assets. And you know, if you say to me as chancellor, how are we going to be one of the most prosperous and dynamic economies in the world this century, I would say, well, it's because we're going to be a global leader in the industries that are going to grow the fastest. Right. And that's technology and AI and life sciences, which of course is also in its own way about big data. It's about the entertainment industry, film and TV industry, which is also um, an offshoot of the technology industry. Yeah. It's about advanced manufacturing, which is also very heavily technological. And it's yeah. about clean energy. All these things come together. Yeah and the areas where we have great strengths as a country. Yeah, yeah. I suppose to embrace that, we need to, as an economy, we need to have the skills to, to do that. Now, I, I know you went to Charterhouse School in Godalming, just, just down the road from where we're based. What do you think schools um, and the education system should be doing to equip our young people for both the opportunities that AI can present them and also guarding against that 20% that, that, that you talk about that isn't so good? Well, I would say that um, on the 80%, um, I think it's really great thing if people learn coding. Um, and also, I think it's really important that people's maths and English skills are good because um, we're in a world where, contrary to the world in a way that I grew up in, where many people are going to do different jobs with different skills over the course of their life and there's going to be a need for much more retraining right. than uh, would have previously been thought necessary and so your basic skills in English, math, science yeah. are really important because they will be the thing that mean that if you need to retrain at the age of 40, yeah. you know, if you've got good grounding in English and maths, that will make that a lot easier. Um, on the safety side, um, and I'm speaking as someone who's got you know, three kids who are yeah. nine, 11 and 13. Um, I still think we have got to think harder about the role of social media in young people's lives. Um, I see it with my own kids. I'm not really convinced that it's a wholly positive force. I, yeah. I, I can see, you know, why it's become indispensable. I, you know, I'm on WhatsApp myself the whole time. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I'm, I sometimes feel bad telling my kids that they should cut back their screen time because I have yeah. so much screen time myself. Yeah. But I do worry that kids aren't spending enough time building up face-to-face -face friendships yes. and everything's becoming virtual. And I think that, um, you know, if I look at my own childhood, I think that time that I spent with, you know, one or two other best friends... Yeah where we talk for hours and hours and hours. Yeah. Those, are, those are very important childhood memories yeah. for me. And I, I do worry that people's attention spans have become a lot shorter yes. because of the impact of social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting. And just going back, you talked about the skills that we need and, and the, um, the fact that people are probably going to have to retrain during their careers because they're going to have like multiple careers in there. Um, as an employer, uh, Innovation Visual, we, we have a lot of investment in training and skills. You know, we make all of our team or get all of our team to do eight hours at least, including myself, uh, a month in terms of skills development. Not every company is like that. What else do companies need to do 
to help their existing workforce deal with the challenges and deal with the changes in front of them? Well, first of all, I'd say if you're in digital marketing, um, it's in your own interests to train and retrain your own staff because that's how you hold on to them. And uh, people are very, very mobile, yeah. um, as I'm sure you and every other um, digital marketing agency knows. So I think people are committed to a firm or business which they think is helping them to grow. Yeah. And I think it's really, really important. But I also would say that, um, you know, technology is changing so fast that if you want to offer your clients uh, services at the bleeding edge of yeah. uh, technology, then you have to invest in training. Yeah. So we're doing the right things then. And that's, that, that's good from, from that opinion. And in terms of the wider kind of, um, if we look forward and the vision for, you know, we've come through massive change in the last five years. We've had the pandemic, we've had obviously the, the movement and, uh, of people no longer going to the office and that becoming uh, not the norm. And now we've got the, the big change with um, AI and, and just, it is a, it's a, you know, it's a seismic shift. I described it to my dad when he said, what's the big fuss about generative AI? And I said, it's like the next industrial revolution. From your viewpoint, you see a lot, um, not just as MP, but as chancellor and you're talking uh, to lots of different people across the globe in you know what do you think the world of work is going to look like in five years time for you know like when your daughter will be uh, 18 and, uh, and into the workplace and uh, what do you think it's going to look like well I think it's going to be really exciting um, I think first of all a lot of the kind of uh, uh, the drudgery of work will be replaced by you know generative programs that can that can take that out of your day. I think there'll be a lot more flexibility in terms of people spending days in the office, days at home. Um, and I think technology will have transformed all of our lives. You know, uh, within a decade, we, we're likely to see driverless cars. Um, that will be absolutely transformative. So I think it's gonna be a really, really exciting time. And uh, you know, I'm I'm very jealous of them being born in the uh, you know in the 2010s rather than in the 1960s, like myself. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So you see it as a as a world of opportunity and excitement. Absolutely. Positive mindset. Okay. Well, that's really good. I know you're uh, you're always tight on time, so um, uh, I appreciate uh, the the time. I don't know whether you've got any other comments in terms of what you've seen in terms of AI and marketing to add to the mix. Keep up the great work. Okay, well, thank you very much. And uh, thank you very much to all of those of you who have watched, spent your time uh, listening to this. Uh, as always, please like and subscribe and hit that notifications bell to get your Digital Marketing Answered uh, podcast delivered as soon as they're out. Jeremy Hunt, um, the Right Honourable Jeremy Hunt, MP and Chancellor of the Exchequer, thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Thanks.